0: Would
1: you like to say something to the class before we begin? Hi, everybody. How did you burn? I mean, you know how it is. How did you burn? I'm in the road and whatnot. I'm going to steal a declaration of independence. I wouldn't make you out to be a burger, not an outfit. Put the body back in the box. All right, now loosen up. I will be damned if I didn't get really turned on.
0: Welcome to a somber, funereal (laughs) episode of the show this week. It's Subsequent Movie Podcast. Uh, We're in the middle of Cajolta Club, um, and we've just watched uh, Trapped in Paradise, starring Nick Cage, but... um, this may be, uh, the, the last Kajolta Club for a little bit here, for a couple of weeks at least, because. Oh, God. We're, uh, we're, I guess. We knew it was coming, Ryan, but we're going back to our boy, mm. Borat. Borat Club is coming back for what sounds like it's gonna be at least two, uh, two weeks, but, uh. Dependent how long these six documentary shorts are, in addition to the uh, outtakes uh, and reality no, show.
1: No, no, this could, this could no,
0: potentially no, go eight weeks of no, Club and,
1: no, uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no. Abs, I, th- I think the fuck not, my friend. Um. <laughs> I, so, so here's the, here's the thing about this, right? Is, I feel like this has become a common refrain for us when we are talking about and have talked in the past about Borat content, right? Where we, um, kind of like hit this, hit this plateau with it, where we're like, oh God, it's coming, we can't do anything. And then we kind of prepare for it, you know, but then it gets worse. Yeah. Right, yeah. I I was at the point where I was like okay, you know, we're gonna sit around, we're gonna fuck around I'm gonna have like a hard seltzer and we're gonna watch, you know like an hour of outtakes from Borat 2 like sure, whatever, who gives a shit right? Uh, but no of course, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen has got her ass yet again and uh, released not only the outtakes but a 40 minute quote unquote reality show of footage of him staying with the QAnon dudes, which sounds like the most miserable thing I have ever heard proposed in my entire life. And then six, 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 six Six. short documentary features, which are apparently a, a series of epic liberal science and logic takedowns of the various controversial topics that Borat discusses with the QAnon guys, like Hillary's emails and fucking Benghazi or whatever the hell. And that is, like, the idea of Borat doing epic daily show clapbacks on, like, Bill Nye the Science Guy-type democratic fucking social commentary, that is a dark dark worm that has slithered up out of a very deep circle of hell my friend that is like that's like that shit they had in jason goes to hell where he's the fucking worm and he gets in your brain and makes you turn into jason i am going to go sicko mode with these fucking documentaries because there's there's a few options here right Number one is that my ideal thing is that they're all about 10 to 15 minutes. I hope so. It takes us about like an hour and a half to watch all of them, right?
0: My worry is that because we live in this era where the sort of short four to eight episode documentary oh. format is so like popular because of like Netflix and stuff. My worry is these are gonna be forty minutes apiece.
1: I I am I, I my I think if they are anything best case scenario is ten to fifteen. Worst yeah. case scenario is a solid half hour unfathomable hp lovecraft style like brain-breaking scenario is they are 40 minutes plus which will like make me go out like the fucking unabomber and live in a cabin in the woods for the rest of my natural lifespan i i am so terrified that we are just going to have to sit down one night and watch Six of these back to back for three Christian hours. Worse than that, we sit down three weeks in a row and spend like two hours each week watching like three of them, right? Like just, just awful, awful shit. I, it's so harrowing, right? It's so, so disgusting. (laughs) Yes, I hate it, it, Niall. (laughs) But Borat is become the fucking, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe of Amazon comedy! Like, at this point, there is no way they are not going to bankroll a Borat 3, right? Like, that is... totally. That is absolutely in talks, right? Like, if not already in production. I am... I am so so scared of two years from now when we have to reconvene to watch Borat fucking 3 on Amazon Prime Plus with our fucking $20 a month streaming subscription. I am like, I'm so pissed off about this. And like I said, if it had just been the outtakes, it would be fine, right? I can I can dish on some outtakes. I would almost say I would be tentatively excited to watch these outtakes just to see what he deemed so bad it couldn't make it into the film right like like what like what bar what 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 infestimally low bar do you have to stumble over to be such shit content that you don't make it into fucking borat 2 right what is the what is the litmus test for that i can handle that right i can do that i can manage that but right. the again, like always with this shit, it is the ambiguity of needing to know whether or not we are going to have to devote one week, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks. How much more of this life is this going to consume, right? <laughs> How much more time on earth am I going to spend interacting with Sasha Baron Cohen's content, right? I'm fucking sick of it. I-, I I know this is our burden, right? I know that we shouldered this pack. We brought this on
0: ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're walking this long and lonely road of no volition but our own. And yet... And yet, I can't help but feel like our asses have been gotten yet again by this motherfucker. Every time... Every time we think we've wiggled out of his grasp, he just hits us right back with something even worse than we could have imagined. I'm sick of it. This man is (laughs) my nemesis.
0: Yeah, like, and I think the worst part about it, right, is that when they announced that they were doing this, um, they basically originally... He said it was going to be the Snyder cut of Borat, which was terrifying because we thought immediately yes. four-hour Borat cut. Yes. And then a day yes. later, it was it, it was cut down to like, no, it's just 63 minutes of outtakes. Don't worry about it. And then they pulled that, which means somebody, probably Sasha Baron Cohen, decided that, you know what? We got enough content here that we can keep this rolling. We can do our own series of documentaries. We can, we can go Ken Burns on this shit. Like, I truly
1: think they thought this was going to win an Oscar. I really do do too.
0: Yeah. I I really think this was like the victory parade in, in their minds, um, which is terrifying that, that they thought realistically, this was going to win one, two, three Oscars. I mean, Oh God, I'm, i am I Mm -hmm. think I would be less angry right now Uh if they had just said like a month and a half ago when this came out, it's going to be this, it's going to be this eight part thing, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of telling us that it was, don't worry, it's just an hour. Because we were sitting here being like, it's an hour. That's easy. Like, as long as it's not that hour bolted into Borat 2 as a two and a half hour director's cut, no problem. If it's just 60 minutes, whatever we knocked that out like real quick it's done don't have to think about it again but yeah now we have the sort now of Now we have to like schedule of... <laughs>
1: around this shit like we have yeah. to like we have to like figure this out are we going to have to put John Travolta and Nicolas Cage on ice for like a month like how is this going to shake out
0: yeah and and i mean yeah that's pretty much what it's going to be at, at least for a week or two, because I I don't imagine that we're going to watch the outtakes, the reality show, and all six documentaries no, next week. No, so it's going to be it's, at least two weeks.
1: It's going to be at least two weeks, because we'll have to do the outtakes and the reality show in one week, which I think will be about an hour forty, if the timing is correct. Yes, I would imagine so. And then so. the short documentaries I think could take anywhere from one to three weeks, depending on how long they are. Yeah. Uh, so... I I am terrified. I am quaking. My hole is thoroughly clenched, and my blood pressure is at an all time high. <laughs> thinking about the absolute bullshit we are going to have to endure over the next few weeks, I yeah. I I really feel like every time we f- scrabble out from under this man's shoe, he just presses down a little bit harder, and we just end up back in the shit. And hopefully. If God is good and there is mercy in this universe, we will be able to finally, definitively put <laughs> SBC on ice for at least two years. Please give us this. Give us, give us two years of no SBC, uh, and, and we'll be good. But until then, I, I, I suffer. I suffer to consider it. You know. Yeah.
0: The is it the Senate or Congress or both that's in like two years.
1: I have no fucking idea, dude. Because I could see,
0: like, the midterm elections, him coming out, and maybe not doing a full movie, but certainly doing like a mini series of sorts.
1: Borat political specials for midterm reportings on glorious nations of United States, right? Like him,
0: him going out and getting his hands in the soil and just like seeing what's up with like some fucking racist ass dude in Wyoming or whatever. Like that dude who was like talking about the meth or whatever in Wyoming and he was like, Oh, we used to have our own meth. We that guy um mm-hmm. like, What
1: do you think are what do you think are the odds that QAnon co ops bore at before the third film comes out?
0: Like Gets like gets on board with Borat as opposed to hating, yeah, on Borat. like making
1: it like making it like an ironic thing or something like that, where they're like, <sighs> "Oh, we love Borat. Borat's awesome. Hell yeah, Borat!" You know, I, I I just feel like there is a there is a small chance if they keep pushing this that eventually it's going to like loop back around where there's like this weird ironic right wing. Championing of, of Borat or something like that, where where the QAnon people are like, "Whoa, he exposed Rudy Giuliani! Oh my god, you know, oh shit, he's 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 showing the truth of the fucking adrenochrome vampires or whatever the hell." I don't know. I th- I, think, I don't know.
0: I think it's possible. Not maybe not from Q, but uh-huh. from like definitely that far right, like alt right perspective i could see them kind of leaning into it as a like look how shit at comedy liberals are um kind of thing because liberals are shit at comedy um apparently
1: so yeah yeah and
0: and like borat is like the pinnacle of bad like neoliberal like comedy right like it's so toothless and it's steeped in racism and classism and just Mm -hmm. contempt for anyone who isn't liberal establishment basically that i i feel like maybe you could kind of if you were one of those people like lean into the whole like libs have one joke thing kind of the same way people do that with the alt right now maybe but
1: yeah, I Fuck. don't know. I, I, I'm just thinking of like what the what the fucking nuclear football worst possible scenario for Borat as like a thing is, and that's it getting turned into this like weird, you know, right wing like standing point or something like that. But um more than that, more realistically, what do you think the odds are on at least one like snl cast member or daily show correspondent or fucking stephen colbert showing up in these like documentary feature things i think it's like over a hundred percent (laughs) easily yeah I i i think we very easily see stephen colbert in one of these documentaries
0: i i would say that it's it's almost a guarantee you're gonna see one of them uh, mm-hmm. Show up, maybe like not, Trevor maybe not Noah. Trevor Noah yeah. is possible. John Stewart, like somebody is going to show up in this, even if it's just like, I, I think the documentary stuff is a real like lock for these people showing up because they're oh, just totally. going to like come in and wax lyrical about SBC and just, like, jerk their fucking dicks or, like over how funny he is or whatever. Um, my big worry, like, the nuclear football sort of thing is not actually Borat-related, so to speak. It's... And I've kind of gone back and forth about it, like, over the past couple hours. At first, <laughs> I was really worried that there was going to be, like, a Bruno 2. But now what scares me, I think where I've landed on it, is that there's going to be a new Sasha Baron Cohen character.
1: Oh, God.
0: Because because you can't do Borat again. You can't uh, have his daughter running around again because people know them now. They're too fresh in the consciousness. Bruno is something that I think even somebody like SBC, who has had no problems ever being massively homophobic, um, uh-huh. I think even he realizes he couldn't get away with Bruno in 2021. No, certainly not. Um, so I think it's going to be a new character that he comes back with in a year, 18 months, and I think it's going to be so bad. I think it's probably going to be, like, I think it's going to be, like, this sort of, like right-wing zoomer-esque kind of like role model character, you know, like this kind of like okay. Ben Shapiro kind of sure. Dude, yeah. like that that right-wing totally. zoomers and younger millennials and stuff really look up to. I think that's where he's going to go and I think it's going to be full of like way outdated jokes about like crypto and I think he's going to I think he will hear in the next 2 years Sasha Baron Cohen as a character say the the word Dogecoin and I think say you're phrase right. to the moon.
1: Yeah. I think that's he's like he's going to try given. to get. Well, I was going to say he's going to try to get Elon Musk, but I think he probably likes Elon Musk. If we're being honest, I think like, Elon
0: Musk probably likes him too. I think Elon yeah, Musk is exactly. stoked to get into a, a Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Honestly, oh
1: totally, totally, totally. I think you're right. I think he goes for this like you know uh, alt right like YouTube debater kind of persona. Yeah um you know like you said that kind of ben shapiro fold um i don't think he would do you know like he's done in the past like uber woke like comedy liberal you know i i don't think that he would get a whole lot of mileage out of that unless he was using it to troll alt-right people which again i think having that sort of alt-right character would be easier for him right because he would be able to gain access to those sorts of spaces but um I think um I, I think my one of my big problems too with this stuff that's coming down the pipe is that the whole the whole like documentary feature thing intended to sort of shed you know, quote unquote shed light on like the more ridiculous aspects of Borat's falsehoods, you know? It debunking just fe-
0: Borat, I believe it's called, right? Yeah,
1: debunking Borat, sure. It it feels like that same sort of self-righteous like jerking my dick off like liberal shit i've always hated about his comedy and like democratic comedy at large where it's like oh you know we're we're always in the right so we're going to sit you down like we're five years old and make sure that you know that hillary's emails weren't about whatever right Mm -hmm. and it's a combination of that and i think this really um you know, for me, almost sort of, like, pathetic defensiveness, right? Where they feel like they need to, like, come out and be like, well, actually, you know, it was a joke, and here's the here's the science, facts, and logic behind why Borat can't Windex coronavirus off a a fucking wooden pole, right? Like, who... Who exactly is this meant for, you know? Because people who are watching this thing, uh, and we've said this about the second movie, they're already going to be on board, right? It's going to be preaching to the fucking choir. And nobody who he would intend this movie to reach, or this material to reach, is going to have any interest in it whatsoever, right? So, like, what does he accomplish out of this, aside from... Getting cash from Amazon and just slapping his meat for another, you know, four or five hours.
0: Like, I mean, that's kind of all it is, right? It's just, again, it's that, like, neo lib, pat yourself on the back. I'm so smart. I'm so smart. I, I have class and decorum and I, I have rationality and I don't get mad. Like, I'm not mad actually. I'm smiling. I'm smiling. I'm not mad. Yeah, I'm smiling inside. Like, you you mentioned there like the idea that like they're gonna debunk him like going around with the Windex or whatever and I just got this me... vivid this like vivid flash like before my eyes. I couldn't see my screen. I just saw <laughs> before my eyes an image of Neil deGrasse Tyson explaining why what Ooh. Borat is doing doesn't work. Ooh. And I, I I'm just like I can't see, I'm Ooh. blind now. Like I <laughs>
1: Ooh, <wee.
0: laughs>
1: Like,
0: that's what's going to happen
1: right oh, like there's there's no I feel, way i feel faint <laughs> so so let me let me uh let me lead you off with the full with the full sort of uh itinerary for what we've got here um, sure. and keep in mind this is coming out in 2021 and tell me how relevant you think some of these topics are uh so the vaccine microchip okay on a scale on a scale of one to five okay rank how relevant you think these topics will be when they release on may 25th in the year of our lord 2021 okay 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 vaccine microchip
0: i think that's a three for me it's like it is still something people are joking about and some like q people are still railing against so i think that 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 just about remains relevant for me, I think. Just about. Yeah,
1: I, I would... I on would...
0: its way out, though, like, like, yeah. like, very rapidly.
1: I think I would give that a four. I'd be a little bit more generous on that one because the vaccine is still, like, the thing that's going on in the world right now. But um, Sure, sure. L- yeah. H- h- let me hit you with this one. Mail-in ballots scam.
0: That's a one. Like, that's
1: That's a fucking <laughs> minus one. Are you <laughs> like, kidding me?
0: When was the last time you heard somebody, like, talk about that? Like, oh, even fucking my Rudy God. Giuliani is a Like, talking a fucking year that. ago.
1: <laughs> like, a year ago, at least. Like, longer than that, my man. Okay, so next one, and, and here's another dinger for you. Uh, third <laughs> one is just simply called Soros.
0: Oh, that's like. That, that's like buried beneath the earth's crust. Like
1: that's like in the <laughs> exactly. core of the earth. <laughs> like what exactly? The fuck? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, number four. Uh, you know we're gonna get SBC trying to do some very woke anti Asian racism with this one. Uh, oh, China boy. virus. You love to hear it. You love to hear oh. the phrase China virus.
0: I I think that's probably about it too. Because you're still hearing people screaming about it. You're still like anti Asian racism is still. Mm -hmm. definitely a thing maybe even more than a two maybe a three again i would say a three i would say a three on
1: this one probably It, it, it like the thing about this is that i don't think it's bad to like be promoting awareness of this kind of stuff, right? But Absolutely, to do yeah, it yeah. as fucking Borat is insane, right? Like to like d- that is this is not the your your awful racist character is not how you should be promoting anti-racism. We've like, been
0: through this before. <laughs> like you're you're out here trying to like do a a funny documentary with the point of anti like asian racism playing your character that's a central asian racist stereotype exactly like,
1: what, what the, the fuck, fuck are man you
0: doing? like have you thought about anything you're doing uh, like
1: so number 5 one? number okay. 5 we have one more after this but number 5 okay uh interpret this however you like because i have no idea what this means gates gates's bricks Gates, is gates' bricks. Is bricks. Gates' like B-R- is bricks.
0: B R I C K Brick. brick.
1: Mm-hmm. Gates' is brick. Bricks. Gates is plural. Brick. Is, is that Bill, Bill Gates? Is Bill Gates Yeah. Is he out in the is he sinking bricks on the basketball court? Is that what this is? is what be, the is fuck it, is it, Gates' is bricks? <laughs> is it
0: is I don't I is it is it maybe supposed to do with like the various gates, like Pizza Gate? Like what's
1: no, I think, it, I think it has to do with Bill Gates. So there are there's like a video promo for this whole series that I still haven't okay. watched yet and I was not going to because I kind of wanted to keep things a surprise. Mm-hmm. But like, first of all, anything related to Bill Gates, I'm going to say is like a two, like a one. Like it it his, tops
0: out at a two, yeah.
1: Yeah, like he, his name has been in the news, but because he's fucking getting divorced, right? Like that's what it is. And I have to wonder if... Um, Gates's bricks is like a reference to like Android phones or something like that, right? Like
0: oh, right, shitty,
1: shitty Android Gates phones, right? That's that's the literal only thing I can think of on this I, one.
0: I have no idea. That's uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: Easily a one, easily a one out of five <laughs> on this one, and uh, this one is also going to rank pretty low because our last uh, final documentary feature is Hillary Clinton and blood libel. Who the fuck cares about Hillary Clinton anymore? <laughs> like, what year is it? It's. <laughs> She's not gonna fuck you, dude. <laughs> She's not like, gonna suck Borat off. You don't have to do this. I promise. I promise the fuck you. Who cares
0: about Hillary Clinton in 2021?
1: Like nobody m- needs or wants this. Like, see, no. that's that's what really fucks me up about this so bad is that. Sensibly, these 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 documentary features are meant to be like a borat thing but they are topics for the most part that only like the most deranged of like right-wing politics people could possibly even still have in their mind right like What, what normal fucking person is waking up every morning and thinking, huh, I wonder what Borat has to say about Hillary Clinton in God's, God's year 2021. There are two people, there are two people who still have Hillary Clinton in their mind at this moment. And that is deranged alt right people and deranged Democrats, right? The people who wake up with the "I'm with her" mugs as they go off to their job, like I don't know, f- doing fucking UX design for deportation camps, right? Like that are that are the that is the scale with the two ends on here. People like you, people like me, who gives a shit, right? Like seriously, I mean, it's it's I- it's, it's unreal. It's unreal to me.
0: I, I'm I'm just like. I, I typed hashtag I'm still with her into Twitter. There's a there's a lot of people who oh. are still with her apparently. Um, Maybe
1: they shouldn't be. Maybe they should go be with someone else.
0: People like here. I'm, I'm not gonna like just name and shame people here <laughs> because I don't want to do that. But like, uh-huh. there's this fucking tweet here that was sent a day ago. Somebody like posting like an epic hillary takedown of bernie from like a debate from like uh, five years ago it's that like, makes
1: me that generally that genuinely makes me feel woozy honest <laughs> to god i feel lightheaded. <laughs> headed
0: what world do people like this live in like are we the fucking like crazy ones here i like, don't
1: know i don't know i i fucking go to class i pay my taxes you know I, I pay my bills, I have opinions, I live in the world, I, I'm an American, allegedly, you know. So I, I I just I just can't possibly grasp what kind of fuck freak demographic is out here still posting this shit at this point, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I am, I myself uh, am a fuck freak, but I am not this kind of fuck freak. This is no. like, this is debased, right? You put, you put Hillary Clinton in the tags on A O three, you get banned from the website forever. I would hope. <laughs> but this this whole thing is just so self serving. It, it's so masturbatory, it and it's yeah. nothing but a congratulatory lap for these people for making a fucking mediocre SNL liberal state-sponsored comedy right so who gives a shit we're gonna watch this we're gonna talk about it we aren't gonna like it maybe it'll make us laugh but it's gonna be a, a rough couple weeks i think
0: yeah i mean if anything you reading off the um the topics kind of fills me with hope that these are gonna be 10 minutes each like because they 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 just sound like daily show sketches yeah. to me yeah totally. Which-
1: you think Borat's out here doing a fucking sixty minutes on Bill Gates's cell phones? Like, no, come on.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, like my worry was that you were gonna have like in and out of character SBC like explaining you know his rationale for things. You we're gonna have. I mean, I don't Stephen know. Your Stephen Colberts, your Neil deGrasse Tyson's. You know, I out think we there. still will. I really do think Rogan's, we still will. Maybe like you know. God, if Joe think- Rogan appears on one of those documentaries, I'm going to fucking like scream at you. It, yeah, it's gonna, yeah. it's gonna be bad. It's, it's I, gonna be I, bad.
1: I think we see at least one two piece chicken McNobody from the last presidential race show up on this, like yeah. a Pete Buttigieg, or you know, like a Andrew fucking Yang. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Yang Gang, and all that. So, oh, um, God. <laughs> oh where's God, all gas? The... What is what is the all gas guy doing now? What's his thing called? Channel like five, channel 5. Channel five yeah. yeah. Yeah, where's channel 5 on this one? Come Fucking on. blow SBC's ass straight out of the water. Um I don't know how much we have more to say about the sporat stuff, but I think we've been prolonging it because the movie we watched this week is potentially even worse than whatever it's awaits so us bad. on the other side of the SBC horizon.
0: Yeah, it's it's a piece of shit. It's a, it's trapped in paradise from 1994, directed by George Gallo or Gallo. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. He who uh, also directed a fucking awful recent Travolta movie that had like him, recent. Brendan Fraser, Morgan Freeman, Famke Janssen, Peter Stormare. It was garbage called the poison rose and this is he hasn't gotten any better in the last like 16 years
1: i guess not huh because this movie as i said uh sucked the dick off a dog this movie uh, miserable this movie miserable Miserable, film miserable awful dog shit movie uh that i will take full responsibility for this one you know i was putting together the list for the podcast I saw that there was a space to fill between, um, what did we do last week for Cage? It was Red Rock West, right? Or something. Um, uh, the last there, thing
0: we did was, um, it was a Travol- it was Pulp Fiction.
1: Well, before that, before that. The, oh yeah, the Cage. it was Red Rock West before this. yes. Yeah, I needed something to put in between Red Rock West and Leaving Las Vegas. And I was like, oh shit, this has Nick Cage and Dana Carvey and John Lovitz and is pretty poorly rated. Uh, I think this is going to be a real dinger. and you know what? It was worse than I could have expected. Uh, full responsibility for this one, y'all can take me out back and like you know shame me publicly. Uh, I accept. I accept the L on this one because, yeah. good sweet baby Jesus, what a fucking movie! This is a
0: two-hour, like wacky slapstick comedy set at Christmas that has absolutely zero energy to it like
1: no one wants to be in this film no
0: one wants to be here this movie infamous for uh just awful mood behind the set everybody hated it it shows nobody is trying everything is ponderous and slow and Totally, it's somewhere in between, like, a family film and, like, an adult comedy, so it serves no master, and it's, it's, you gotta Dana Carvey do baby voice for two hours, it's miserable.
1: You know what, we've talked about this film for all of two minutes, and I would rather go back to bitching about Borat, like, genuinely. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and hit the, uh, the, the summary on this one, not that we really need it. Uh, so Nicolas Cage plays a guy named Colton Burpo he has two brothers played by Dana Carvey and John Lovitz who get out of the prison Stinko Burpo and Fardo Burpo and they go to this fucking uh, city called Paradise because Nicolas Cage's criminal brothers want to rob a bank I think that's one sentence, who gives a fuck Uh, so they rob the bank and Matchinamek is there from Twin Peaks she has a really nice hairstyle that I love to see uh, they kind of fuck around, they, they rob the bank, and things get mixed up, they can't escape from paradise, they're fucking trapped in paradise, and they meet up with um, the bank administrator called Donald, his name is Donald Moffat in real life, he is uh, one of the crew members and John Carpenter's The Thing, and he takes them in and gives them hospitality without realizing that they are the people who robbed the bank, right? Right. and there are some shenanigans the mob gets involved and several interested parties are all converging on the city of paradise during winter snowstorm uh for a whimsical slapdash comedy of errors as each one of them tries to procure this $275,000 and that's basically it right shit happens uh like you said Dana Carvey does a lot of baby voice uh, they dropped the Arsler quite a bit in this film
0: quite a lot
1: quite yeah a lot. M- more than three which is which is uh, more than I'm willing to tolerate in a movie uh, more yeah. than zero is more than I'm willing to tolerate in a movie but you hit three and it's just pathetic and egregious uh, I I hated this film you know I I have um very little to say about it positively I think And... um It did get some laughs out of me. It got a couple laughs, which is more than I can say for, um, like, Deadfall, which we just kind of sat watching in, like, uncomfortable silence for the most part, you know? Yeah. Uh, This movie, I think, is better than Deadfall, but worse than Look Who's Talking, I think is what we kind of decided on, for me at least.
0: Yeah, it's right around there. I think... Like for me, the worst thing a comedy can be is just fucking dull and lifeless and boring, and that's what this
1: is. You know, totally, like, totally, yeah.
0: I, I mean, as you mentioned, it is horribly ableist as a as a movie. There are there are multiple characters who uh, have disabilities or are portrayed as having disabilities in this movie, and. Each one is a joke. Uh, they throw the arsler around at each of them uh, multiple times. The, uh, the the movie's just like sort of a collection of scenes where people just sort of stand around in rooms in a lot yeah. of
1: ways. <laughs> it's like Valley Girl in that way, right? It is,
0: but it, like the difference is in Valley Girl, it's like they put Nick Cage and his love interests or the hot milf and some random guy like in the center of the frame and everybody else around them would just like be essentially mannequins right whereas in this everybody is screaming all the time constantly um and it's just it somehow manages to be overwhelming and also like completely forgettable in every sense of the word like I could maybe tell you 3 scenes in the entire movie and even that feels like a stretch. Uh-huh. Like 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 the like the mafia guys, right? Like they're in prison at the start and then they just break out because they wanted to rob the bank in paradise, but the the brothers did instead Yes, or something like. Yes, yeah, so there, there's so, this whole relationship between the mafia guys and Cage and his brothers that is just like. I I still don't know what the relationship between them so, is. Right. So
1: like, the thing is that they, these two so mafia. Defined. Yeah, you know, we really had to dig deep into this uh, very basic plot thread to understand it. But I think the um, I think the thing of it is that. The two mafia guys were in prison with the with the two brothers Fardo and Stinko, <coughs> and they they had talked about robbing this bank in Paradise, and so and so when John Lovitz and Dana Carvey got out of prison, they performed this heist that the mafia guys were going to do, and the mafia guys got jealous, and it also turns out that the mafia guy's daughter, who is Chinamic, is living in the town of Paradise as well, so yes, it, it, it tries to have all these characters sort of loosely converge without ever really sufficiently defining what their relationship is to begin with. So just kind of just kind of going all over the place. Uh, on a scale of one to five, how much did you love Dana Carvey's performance in this film?
0: Um, I think I asked you about twenty minutes into this movie. If Dana Carvey was the worst to ever do it, um, <laughs> yeah. And quite honestly, I think he he's he's certainly approaching like Rob Schneider and like Adam Sandler levels in this movie. Like he is, he is fucking atrocious.
1: It's real fucking bad. It is. It is like right off the bat, like doing this. Oh, I'm Dana Carvey, and I'm doing this voice for the whole movie oh, oh, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm playing this, this man child and it's very awkward and weird and you fucking hate to see it. And it really does make me like, it's one of those things where you see a performer and it kind of just makes you reconsider like how they got popular to begin with. Right. Like exactly. Was this person ever funny or was everyone just kind of deluding themselves? Right. Like it, like, like, like I'll be honest. It makes me want to finally sit down and watch Wayne's World just to see if that movie is actually good or if he is also, like, just dog shit in that film, right? Because Mm -hmm. I know people like those movies, and and all the clips I've seen have been funny, but I, I just think about seeing him in this and seeing him in Master of Disguise, and I'm thinking that he's really an actor who can't perform if he doesn't have, like the right material right like he just bombs and it's 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 horrible right it's so bad to see
0: yeah i i think that is probably the case it has been a long time since i've seen wayne's world but watching this and having not too long ago watched master of disguise i definitely do get the feeling that like Oh uh, maybe Wayne's World probably sucks, right? Like It might
1: suck. I don't it know. It might suck
0: cuz like Mike Myers and Dana Carvey are not two people I have watched anything from in the last 10-15 years or so and gone like Oh mm. that was funny. That was good. I like, uh, can't like,
1: cancel me for this if you must. Put my head on a pike if you must, but I do like the first two Austin Powers films. I, th- I think the
0: first one is fine. I haven't seen the second in a long, long time, but like, mm-hmm. I, I think about Gold Member or Bad. the love guru or oh you know,
1: fuck i keep forgetting about the love guru god damn it yeah i, st- and just, I, st- I, st- I still i still want <laughs> to watch that
0: we we will we will have to do some kind of love guru uh, expedition uh, at some the myers point, club myers yeah club, totally. yeah um, oh, christ but yeah i i can't fucking stand dana carvey in this movie like it it is one step like removed from pistachio Disguise, right
1: like the only difference totally. is he's not yeah.
0: doing the like racist Italian accent. Yeah, he doesn't um, come out in
1: brownface for this one, so yeah, exactly. like
0: I don't know I I think I think Dana Carvey is maybe it's just a Gen Xer thing. maybe it's a boomer thing. I don't know like maybe you have to be. Like I, I, maybe it's it's like the way people will still insist Friends is funny or like The Big Bang Theory is funny even though they're, though they're like the worst, you know. Like maybe it's totally just sure the most normcore like comedy imaginable. I don't know. I've never seen any of his stuff on like SNL. He started on SNL, right? Um,
1: yeah, he was a, he was a known quantity, and then he had like the Dana Carvey show for a brief time. Yeah. Um, and then he was in some movies, and they all bombed. And then he stopped being in movies until 2011, where he had a bit role at the beginning of Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he's just never been funny. We'll have, you know, maybe Carvey Club is going to have to happen at some point. Oh God! Maybe, if maybe we do Carvey, we do, if like, we do
1: Carvey Club, we have to watch Pets, Pets Two. Uh, I see oh. he's in Little Nicky as well. He is. Um, yes. has a role in Spinal Tap apparently. Uh, we also learned that shockingly, uh, Dana Carvey has a bit role in Halloween Two as well, which I he thought does. was very funny. Yeah, he yeah. does. We found it on YouTube. He has like a thirty-second appearance as like a camera crew dude or something like that. Um, yeah. So, so our man is really just kind of. I would say undeniably the worst part of this film, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe second worst after the editing and pacing, because good God, this movie feels like sex in the city two length, which is to say about conservatively three and a half hours long. Yeah
0: I mean it's not that much shorter than Sex in the City 2 to be it's fair. It's like
1: half an hour shorter than Sex in the City 2. Yeah, too. it's
0: about half an hour shorter, but that in the grand scheme of things that's still long. This is still a 2-hour long movie. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, god, it it's so fucking slow. It's so bad. Like one of the things that you're taught when you you know, go to film school or whatever, and you're learning about scripts and how to, you know, pace something is you, you don't want to waste time, right? Like you don't want to have superfluous dialogue. You don't want people standing around doing nothing. You know, you don't want, unless the, the point of what you're making is purposefully to sit there and wallow in atmosphere. You don't Mm -hmm. just want people talking about nothing which is like 50% of the dialogue in this movie, right like
1: yeah, totally like like
0: it's it's especially like relevant or obvious when when whenever imagine Amic is on screen right because she is not a character. She is there for one reason and one reason only and that's so that she can have a make out session with Nick Cage at the end like they really don't have her do anything she's vague like she's one of the mobsters daughters which is how they explain that she's around even though she's like living under a secret identity or whatever in this town and she just periodically shows up to talk with nick cage for like two minutes and have this weird like standoffish non-chemistry with him and then at the yeah. end they make out like you would lose yeah. nothing by not having her in there other than you don't have a pretty woman in the movie basically
1: <laughs> yeah totally and i like her a lot like i think she yeah. she she looks great in this movie she's a fun actress she's but good I she, like her, she, yeah. she just kind of stands around and um i don't know like like there there's there's just like with a lot of these bad movies that we watch nothing to really latch onto you know um and i I think that i am uh i was kind of worried right because scrolling through a lot of these letterbox reviews of these films we get a lot of people who are like oh you know three stars it's not great but it's kind of funny oh three and a half you know whatever watch this as a kid and then finally uh like 25 reviews down the page we get uh, Letterbox user Callum, who gives the film one and a half stars and says, This film is so lucky it has Nicolas Cage and Chinamic. Dana Carvey, on the other hand, gives one of the most soul-shatteringly unfunny performances I've ever seen. Followed up by user Jeff, who gives the film half a star and says... I've never wanted to punch someone in the face more than Dana Carvey in this film he's so freaking annoying maybe the most annoying character ever to grace the silver screen the rest of the flick is shit too. a total waste of time so there you go we are are definitely not the only ones who are um fucking around and (laughs) finding okay this is a good one Uh, Letterboxd user Oob gives the film one star And says, in case you've ever wondered what I look like, here's a great selfie I took of my wife and me while we watched uh, Trapped in Paradise. And the link goes to two of the Easter Island Moai hits, which is a really good (laughs) bit.
0: That's funnier than anything in the fucking movie. It totally
1: is. It totally is. I mean, I did laugh a couple times at this, I'll be honest. Uh, I I think um, the mom's performance where she's just running her mouth and complaining the whole time while she's getting kidnapped and put in the trunk by these mobsters. Got some giggles out of me. And um, I think there was maybe a couple other ones, but I can't even remember them. Like, they don't even stick out in my head. Like, so much of this movie, again, reminds me of, like, Raising Arizona, but worse. Right? Yeah, Like, trying to be that, like, robbery heist screwball comedy and just falling flat in every conceivable notion.
0: Yeah. Like there is two scenes really in this movie that are like, I don't want to say one to one with Raising Arizona, but they're, they're along the same lines, right? There's the bank robbery and there's the chase with the police and the chase with the police in this is terrible. It lasts all of 30 seconds. They, f- they drive off a bridge, the end. Um, But the bank robbing scene is just interminable. It's like 10 minutes long. You got John Lovitz, like, holding up this bank while simultaneously, like, leading this, like, group of geriatric, like, 60-year-olds that he's holding hostage through, like, breathing exercises while nick cage runs around looking for the bank manager across the street like
1: yeah yeah
0: it's just like and you compare that to the the bank robbery scene in um raising arizona and how fucking funny that is and just how well paced it is and how snappy it is and it's it's like night and day like this is just totally totally ponderous it's just it's unforgivable
1: no it is it is almost an endurance test of a film i would say like even even nichols cage is really kind of phoning it in for this one i gotta say he is like like i i love the man love his work but absolutely in no way anywhere near a, a good performance from him or even a memorable performance from him i think the um The only bit by him I will remember from this movie from now on is where they're in the convenience store and he puts on, like, the 80s New Wave sunglasses, right? While Dana Carvey is, like, stealing a toy out of a box of Captain Crunch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Dana Carvey's thing in this is that every time they go into a store or the bank or a restaurant or anywhere, really... He's just stealing everything he can get his hands on. Yeah, he's like,
1: he's like a kleptomaniac. He's Great. a kleptomaniac. Yeah,
0: like that's literally his entire character. Other than he talks like a baby, man. Um, fucking just the worst. I think Cage really comes off as miserable. Like
1: oh, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I think just...
0: like during the movie you were you were te- you were reading to me quotes that i believe it was john lovitz uh gave about this movie where he was just talking about how miserable everybody is and yeah. how cage wound up sort of shepherding the production just because the director wouldn't do anything
1: yeah um, there there was a there's a couple of trivia bits on imdb where uh john lovitz said that the director basically told people to do whatever they wanted and so they I mean, that kind of explains a lot of this movie, right? To be honest. Um, I I think as weak as the writing and the editing and the performances tend to be, there is certainly a lack of cohesive direction in this film or any direction in this film, right? Right. And so so we have John Lovitz talking about how Nicolas Cage directed some of the movie, like a couple of the scenes. And um, uh, according to IMDb, uh, the movie gained the reputation amongst the cast and crew uh the nickname trapped in bullshit because they all hated it so much and you know what uh i i feel that i agree i feel it your comes pain across it comes across on screen miserable really experience yeah truly yeah. miserable film
0: yeah there, there is like when you watch a movie and you can tell the vibe behind the scenes or whatever like you know that either something is real right or something is real wrong, right? Totally, totally, yeah. You watch, like, let's say, oh, I don't know, Resident Evil Retribution, and you can tell that everybody knows exactly what they're doing, they know exactly what kind of movie they're in, and they're just fucking bullshitting and having fun with it. Whereas you watch this, and you're like, oh, everybody hates this, nobody's happy, everybody just has this, like energy to them of let's just fucking get this done and let's go home I want to go to bed like they have Uh the same energy I feel like I bring to my shitty day job every day right of just like for sure I'm here until I can get something better like just pay me and I'll go home and I'll forget about this until tomorrow right like that's exactly how it comes across on screen for all of these people and it's just the fucking chore to watch it like, it's such a chore.
1: Yeah, it, it is a... It, I don't know if I would call it excruciating, right? Like, Deadfall was excruciating to me. Like, that was a film that right. was often yeah. like actively painful to watch this movie is just kind of boring, like like I looked at job listings while this was on. you know i, I doodled some shit, wrote down a story outline, like I normally on this podcast, I try to give these films one hundred percent attention while we're watching them, but this movie just doesn't deserve it. it it it's just it's just a poor showing all around, yeah
0: it it reminds me of like the kind of movie that maybe. I would be working and, like, this would just be on the TV in the background. And, I to, and if you asked me what I watched, I um, wouldn't know. Like, it was just noise. And it comes across as just noise and just as an obligation for everybody involved. I feel like... It comes across as an obligation even with us talking about it right like we're talking about it because we have to not because we want to like we we were not even 20 minutes into this fucking movie and you just went I don't want to watch this movie anymore we should turn this off
1: as soon as Dana Carvey did the baby voice for like the fifth time I I felt like there was something inside my skin trying to get out of me like I was like "I, I have to I have to stop watching this and um, I think by, as it went on, and I got used to it, that definitely subsided. And by the end of it, I was just kind of, you know, uh, thanking God it was over. But uh, I absolutely, under no circumstances, w- would watch this film again, right? No. And no. Um, before, before we started recording, after the Borat news, uh, I gave you an out on this one. I said, uh, we could watch this, or we could watch It Could Happen to You, Guarding Tess, or Kiss of Death all of which look like pretty shit films, to be honest. So I don't think that if we had bailed out on this, we would have had a better time, right? Uh, Right. This this film was punishment, but you know what? How could we not watch Cage, Lovitz, and Dana Carvey for this? It's like catnip. You just can't stay away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought about taking you up on, you know, swapping it out, but I was kind of thinking, like... We promised that we were gonna do this the last time we said we were gonna do this. I don't want somebody to have watched this.
1: Like, could yeah, you imagine
0: totally. somebody was like, "Oh, trapped in paradise" is up next. I'm gonna watch that, and then we fucking do mm, some like yeah. other movie. Like,
1: if anyone I, I watched would feel this bad. movie, if anyone watched this movie uh, because of this podcast, uh, you may be entitled to financial compensation, uh, not from us. <laughs> But from somebody. <laughs> Please send
0: Ryan your Venmo. Please send Sasha Baron Cohen your Venmo address. Yeah,
1: uh, Bill all complaints directly to Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, assumedly California, United States. But good, good lord, what a dog shit movie, Niall. On a scale of on a scale of one to five new wave sunglasses, what do you give this movie?
0: I I think I'm going to give it a 1. I I think it's better than Deadfall.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think that's like as good as I can go. Like I think I would rather watch Look Who's Talking. I think I'd rather watch Urban Cowboy. Totally. I think I'd yeah. rather watch Valley Girl. Like this is
1: I really I think, think my appreciation for Urban Cowboy has grown a bit as we continue to watch these shittier and shittier films. Yeah. Where at, at this point, I'm like, that movie wasn't good and it had some, uh, shall we say, challenging subject matter. But I would rather watch that any day of the week than this or Look Who's Talking or Deadfall, to be completely yeah, honest.
0: I would rather see Scott Glenn in his weird mesh shirt than Dana Carvey in any way, shape, or form. Like... Mm-hmm. It's just not good, right? Like no. it's just bad.
1: It's. I would. It. Uh, I would also give this one a single star. If it had been one iota worse, then it may be a half star. But it is better than Deadfall. It did make me laugh a couple times, but overall, just a just a fairly miserable experience. You know, uh, not not a not a good time for us. I think so. Gonna gonna pass on watching this one again.
0: Yeah, I, I, I somehow cannot envision myself ever watching Trapped in Paradise really? uh, again. You can't, I, huh? No, I can't. I, I mean, it's a shocker because everybody knows if they're I, – I love Dana Carvey and I love John Lovitz. So, like, jeez.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, um, Bad movie really bad movie please do not watch it if you haven't already Wigometer, um, <laughs> yeah. Ryan how are you feeling about the hair in this I feel like you don't even see it for most of the movie no, he's got, the, he's got, he's the got hat a hat
1: like like a zero on the wigometer right his hair is fine like it's hair like a one you know like like yeah. it's hair it's on his head I'm gonna give that hat like a solid seven though I love I love those fuzzy like floppy eared hats like he wears yes yeah. yeah. so big big fan of that one
0: Yeah, I I would tend to also rate it pretty low on the wigometer. I do like the hat as well, I think. And, I I mean, this is just a small aside here, but as another complaint, this is a Christmas movie, and it barely feels like a Christmas movie, right? There's
1: no reason reason for this to be a Christmas film, aside from making the three Wiseman connection at the end, right? Like, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Who who gives Um, a shit?
0: Yeah, honestly, who gives a shit? So... This is around the point in the show where we would normally uh, sort of whet your appetite for what we got coming up next week. But we're not going to see Travolta. We're not going to see Cage for a couple weeks at least, probably. We've gone over Borat and the impending just misery that's about to come back into our lives enough, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm
0: dreading it. But until... We have to sit down and watch Borat, Ryan. You are a person who does things online. Uh, tell the people where you can find that stuff.
1: Yeah, um, I I do another podcast, Emoji Drome, with my friend Sylvie. Uh, we shit. I don't know if we'll have a new episode up by the time this one comes out, but we are we are still updating. We are still putting stuff out. we, we make fun of emoji. We have a good time. Uh, my Twitter is at Cursecoat. I have linked on there recently to an article I did for Hyperreal Film Club about the Saw franchise. I wrote like almost 6,000 words about all of the movies leading up to Spiral. Jeez. Yeah, so go check that out if that sounds like your kind of thing. And I also have a letterbox which is at Sewer Peak. That's P E A K. Uh, what about you, Niall? What are you up to?
0: Uh, I believe you we were also on Fear Baiting recently. Right, right. You know right. I- yes, yeah. yes. I
1: completely forgot. Uh, my friend Sarah and I, she has the podcast Fear Baiting, which is a horror movie podcast. And I was on their most recent episode to talk about, I believe, the 1992, maybe 93, British uh, mock documentary horror film Ghost Watch which is probably one of my favorite horror films i've ever seen really really good stuff uh so go check out ghost watch just watch the movie it's free on archive.org and then if you want go go listen to fear baiting because i'm on there and it's a good podcast what yeah, about you absolutely. niall
0: uh i am on letterboxd at emo christ uh e-m-o-c-h-r-i-s-t uh we are on Twitter at Borat Club. You can see me having a meltdown over there over Borat, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Um Yeah, if you enjoy the show, uh please leave us a like, a review, a rating. Uh wherever you get your podcasts. Please tell a friend. We very much appreciate it. Um and yeah, next week we're we're heading back to to the mines, the Borat Mines. Um it's gonna be fucking miserable ryan and we hope you at home enjoy our suffering uh please don't watch the new borat stuff like you may have already watched it when you're hearing this but please don't if you haven't right like we're, we don't need to we're, <laughs> gonna, we're gonna do it like, you, begging we're with the
1: audience it. begging with the audience not to watch this bullshit
0: you're gonna get like six hours of content from us about it so just don't worry about it you know don't worry about it we'll do Do something
1: better like watching snl instead
0: yeah (laughs) watch trapped in paradise instead (laughs) don't do that
1: Um, no i would actually rather watch borat than watch this film again worse than borat trapped in paradise oh yeah
0: yeah worse than borat definitely worse than Borat. okay yeah that about does it for this week thank you for listening Thank you, Ryan, as ever, for suffering through this with uh, uh, with me. Mm-hmm. Next week, Borat subsequent movie film or whatever it's called. Sub- What's it called? Like subsequent supplemental materials?
1: supplemental recordings recovered from a floor of editing stable or something like that.
0: Oh fucking awful. Anyway, we'll see you next week, Sasha Baron Cohen. Get fucked. We really you know what one one last thing we've said it before Sasha if you want to come on the show this is probably your last chance because we don't want to see or hear from you again but yeah thank you Ryan as always and uh, we'll see you next week
1: may God have mercy on our souls